Welcome to the episode 2 of 2020 on Myanmar, a podcast where we cover news related to Myanmar democracy revolution and the atrocity committed by the Myanmar military junta. This will be our very first episode, which is recorded and presented in video podcasting format. If you are listening the podcast on Spotify or on YouTube, you will be able to enjoy the video format. If there's anything you like to comment or provide the feedback on the quality of the sound or the video or suggestion on the topic, please feel free to reach us via our social media. I'll link all our social media channel down below in the description box. I'm your host, Iron Bear. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to ask the audience a question. It might sound very extreme, but I think it is necessary to give you all the context and some perspective. What is the one tradition of your culture that you hold so dear to your heart? The one tradition that warms your heart. Put a smile on your face and on your family faces. And just remind you of joy and happy memory. Is it Thanksgiving? Christmas? Lunar New Year? Or is it something else? Imagine a scenario where your choice of celebrating that tradition being taken away from you by a group of people and have it replaced with grief, despair, and sadness. Now, imagine another scenario when people are praying for a mass shooting where the victims of the said shooting are your flesh and blood. I'm so sorry to say this, but just to give you the context, right? Uh, so would it be really socially responsible to throw a party across the street with DJs and entertainers right across where the prayers are happening? Imagine seeing so many familiar faces at the party, enjoying themselves, knowingly and blatantly ignoring the tragedy that has befallen you. Combine all these scenarios into one, where all of them are playing out simultaneously. How would you feel? Would you believe that there is a country of people who are unfortunate enough to be experiencing this right now? If you are guessing, it is Myanmar. You are 100% correct. The people of Myanmar, including me, were unable to celebrate our traditional New Year festival, which is known as Tinjan, for four years. During 2020, it was due to COVID, for, so for public health reasons, we were unable to celebrate it. However, from 2021 onwards, it was our choice not to celebrate it because we have been fighting against the military dictatorship to claim democracy back, to reclaim our power back to the people. 
instead of a joyous traditional occasion, we felt like this is a constant reminder that our fight against the military dictatorship is still on. So we start calling this Revolution Dingen. Actually, Dingen is a time where Myanmar people mark the transition of one year to another. It is the New Year period according to our ancestral Myanmar calendar. It is a time where we celebrate Myanmar New Year. The main activity during Dingen festival is throwing and pouring water on each other, which symbolizes the washing away of bad luck and misfortune from the previous year. People take to the street to drench each other with water, using water gun, bucket, and hoses. In addition to this, Tinjian is also a time for family reunion, temple visits, and other cultural activities. People clean their home and paying their respect to Buddha by pouring water over Buddha images at temple. Community come together, volunteering for beneficial activities for the elderly. Overall, the Tinjian festival is an important part of the cultural heritage of not just Myanmar, but also for other Southeast Asian countries like Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia. The festival is usually held in mid-April and marked the beginning of the traditional New Year in this country. I do envy to those people in Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. They get to celebrate uh, their New Year like they are supposed to. Uh, even though they didn't get to celebrate it in 2020 or 2021 due to COVID, uh, the celebration resumed in 2020, 2022 under the new normal situation. As, on the other hand, the Myanmar people had to fight with the military junta. And until then, I don't think we will be able to celebrate like we used to. Tree Hunter, on the other hand, was trying so hard to normalize things and trying to force people to come out to celebrate Dinjan, especially in this year, in 2023, right? But however, every year, uh, there will be social media campaign and physical campaign encouraging the people of Myanmar to boycott the Dinjan festival uh, hosted by the military junta. Uh, and, but uh, this year, in 2023, the military junta has gone all out in their efforts by opening all fronts of their tactics to force people to come out and celebrate Dinjan. First, they forcefully collect the money from those local businesses so they could raise the fund to build Dinjan stage or Dinjan pavilions. There are reports uh, that state that this happened in many parts of the country, right? And the military also pressured the remaining civil servant under their control uh, not to travel or go back to their native. Uh, instead, they must remain at their post 
and participate in Dingen activity. Basically, the military junta has had built Dingen stages in most of major cities that are under their control. They managed to get some of Myanmar's celebrities and public figures to be there at their designated Dingen stages in different regions. Right? Um, just a few days before Dingen officially commenced on 8 April 2023, the military hunter basically conducted the airstrike to a small village in Chin State. And on 11 April 2023, they opened the airstrike to Pesiji village, which is dubbed as the deadliest attack on civilian in Myanmar modern history. I talk about the Beziji attack on last week's episode. These are just the two most recent attacks before the new year officially commenced, right? After uh, causing the deadliest massacre in Myanmar modern history, the military junta and their accomplice were uh, seen at the opening ceremonies of these Dingen stages, enjoying the performances, pouring water over each other, like nothing had happened. Like they didn't do this attack to the people. And they had put this whole facade on their act and pretend like nothing had happened and they did not do anything to the people, right? Uh, and and of course, celebrities were there. I'm not surprised uh, the military hunter and the uh, complices are acting that way because we know how cold-hearted and how cold-blooded they are. But for the celebrities to be there, uh, smiling all ears and uh, performing on stage that is just uh, unbelievable but uh, on the other hand I like to give them the benefit or the benefit of the doubt uh, where they forced to attend this event where they threaten or where their lives at risk but on the other hand what if this has been their true color all along? In my opinion, right, uh, celebrities and artists, they could play a variety of roles for the people or for the country. Uh, for example, they are the source of entertainment. Uh, they are also a source of inspiration for some people depending on how they use their platform and depending on how they voice out for the good cause. And they could also boost the economy, right? That's, how, that's why the brands and the products, they do have brands ambassadors and commercials, right? And they could also be the cultural ambassador um, in international stage. I understand that the celebrities are not obligated to play any particular role for their fan or for the people or even for the country. Um, 
ultimately the way in which a celebrity choose to use their platform is totally up to them but what happened when these public figures and celebrities and artists decided to side with the dictatorship and chose to turn a blind eye to the people and ignoring all the suffering what could happen to them what could happen to the people well because they they would lose credibility and they would face criticism from uh, the uh, the domestic and the international communities of course they be uh, their act would also be undermining the democracy and also human right abuses right uh, but would they care if they decided to side with the military junta right um, for the sake of this episode i like to categorize uh, Myanmar's celebrities into three groups right first this is the first group of celebrity um, who did not participate or pretend to participate in uh, Myanmar democracy revolution or in other words Myanmar spring revolution um, let's call them the hunter celebrities and the second one um, they are the type of celebrity who were present in the beginning of uh, spring revolution democracy revolution but then later they switch sides let's call them buffoneries third the celebrities who actively involved in this democracy revolution starting from the beginning and up until now let's call them people's celebrity and if someone come up and ask why would uh, any celebrity would collude with the military hunter if they know that they are going to receive such backlash and criticism from the people and from the international community right basically they make uh, money off of the people right well you'd be wrong there are many celebrity who chose to turn a blind eye to the military hunter brutal scaling to the innocent people and chose to side with the military hunter for their own financial gain and for their fame if we just look at the most recent uh Dinjan festival in Myanmar there are 39 of them the list only include uh, somewhat well-known and some well-known artists celebrities as uh, vocalists and actors it didn't even include those uh social media famous tiktok famous or facebook famous if we are to include these people 
it will be about 70 or 80 people. I mean, it is not a surprise for me. The celebrities and the military do have a long history of colluding with each other to mutually exploit the, city, uh, the citizen of the country. In my opinion, um, if I have to give an example, uh, the people who were born in the early 1990 and the early 2000s they will have a hard time growing up because they have to grow up under a heavy propaganda agenda which is set by the military junta. Back in the day, right, there are only two TV channels and they are not even 24 hour. They are only airing uh, like in the evening, I guess, and early in the morning for a very short segment. Anyway, so or I think in the evening program, they should start sometimes around three or four in the afternoon. And basically, uh, the programs, uh, the, it is filled with all sort of propaganda agenda in various format. It will be in uh, film, uh, it will be in um, short video clips, it will be in the news format, right? Um, there's a joke about a military general uh, who visited um, uh, Purify Water Plant. So uh, the technician basically explained to him, right? General, we are uh, working hard, uh, so hard that we are able to achieve the pH 7 level. And what he said was, ah, good, good. Uh, now that you have reached pH 7, try to reach pH 8 and 9 or 10 in the future. That is how smart they are. <laughs> well, um, yeah. Uh, and there's a propaganda song that I remember, uh, which used to air on national television on repeat several time i guess uh, and it, uh, i don't remember the exact time it probably it is around 1996 or 7 uh, i don't know um the song was basically composed by one of the military hunter soldier and performed by this man named accordion onjo it goes like this in burmese see boy big soda do my move Okay, let me give you a brief uh, translation. It, it says, we do not care about economic sanctions or economic blockade. We live in a land which is abundant of natural resources. So, uh, apparently, apparently, um, it is reported that um, the former general, uh, former senior general Tan Shui and Kinyun like the song very much, so they order this song to be aired on national television uh, repeatedly. Yeah, so that's how 
the song is basically forced into our ear and it has become a muscle memory. Once I hear the tune, I know that song. Right. We were influenced. Back in the day, uh, there was a formula for winning Academy Awards in motion picture. You basically need to be in the military hunter propaganda movie. Um, or a movie that showcased the family value or Burmese traditional value. So you will get nominated and you will have the chance to win. If you are playing comedy or other types of uh, movie, chances of you winning the Academy Awards is really, really thin. So there, there will be military propaganda movie coming out every other year. The actor, producer, and director who are part of the crew um, will win some sort of award for that particular year. And of course, these propaganda movies about the military will be aired on national television as they just won the Academy Award. So they want the public to see this year's best picture. And another way to... Uh, that they said the propaganda was like um, to shoot a music video which is uh, about uh, the opening ceremony of a short uh, bridge, a small bridge, probably like 30 feet long, I don't know. And they will have like bridge opening or road segment opening or railway segment opening every other week and they will have the song about how these bridges or these roads or these railroads are beneficial to the people and to the country and to the flow of the economy and this is the big heart or the goodwill coming out of the military something like that right allegedly allegedly the performer um and the artist or the vocalist who were a part of the propaganda movie or the music or video they will get some sort of benefit from the military for example a big plot of land in the new development zone or business permit, or some sort of social recognition award. Right. Um, so most of the people, especially the young one, the one I said, the one who were born in the early 1990 and 2000, um, the one watching uh, them, uh, they will not even realize these are propaganda. Uh, they might just think this is another movie, another song, 
uh, about celebration of like the bridge opening or the broke opening or some sort like um even if they know this is a propaganda they are somehow influenced by it in my opinion uh, because the children who are able to see uh, or who are fortunate enough to be able to have TV at their own own home are likely not affected by the war crime that the military was committing back in the day. So they were not affected. Uh, so they were able to enjoy TV and movies. Uh, so since they do not have any bad experience with the military hunter, um, they would not know this is somehow a propaganda agenda set by the military, right? Um, there's a proof that the, these propaganda basically work. I mean, uh, for Asian family, the parents want their child to be either in the medical professional field or in the engineering field. I think that also go the same for Myanmar. Uh, but there's something you might be surprised to hear. Um, some of the parents and some of the child, they actually want to, want to join the military. I mean, I'm not blaming the child for wanting to become a soldier because the child has been influenced, probably. Obviously, I mean, what the child sees on TVs and movies are all gold. Uh, the soldier that they see on TVs and movies are very truthful, highly respected by the society around them. And being a soldier is all the good things that the society stand for, right? But it is not true in reality. It is the opposite. But of course, the movies and the TV do not show that part. What I'm trying to say is that the celebrities and the public figure had a very long history of colluding with the military hunter, basically. It just go way, way, way back, back to the early 90s. It is obvious that the military hunter think that everything in the country, all the natural resources are for them to exploit. All the natural resources belong to them and their family members. And for celebrities, they're gaining fame and other sort of benefit for colluding with the military hunter. So they, they are able to turn a blind eye to what the military hunter is doing to the people and let themselves be used as a propaganda tool by the military hunter. The public, on the other hand, is basically the subject to be mutually exploited by the um, military hunter and also by the celebrity. 
Earlier in this episode, I talk about the potential outcome uh, for celebrity if they are colluding with the if they are colluding with the military dictatorship. But I don't think these celebrity care if they are going to receive the backlash or the criticism from the uh, international society or the dom domestic society. They do not care. I don't think they care. And here come the second class of the celebrity whom I like to call as the buffooneries, the one who switched sides. During the beginning of the Spring Revolution, they were with the people, they were chased out by the military. Some got arrested and some got jailed. Some, uh, some of them escaped to another country through the border, right? Uh, for those who got arrested and jailed, even after they were released by the military junta, I think they were put under the, uh, the radar by the military. I do not want to discredit their effort in the spring revolution, so I don't think it is fair to say they switched sides because they remained silent after they were released, right? Allegedly, uh, there is a secret order from the military uh, that restrict them from leaving the country. So uh, all these celebrities who were arrested, and got jailed and later got released. They have to remain in the country. And it is also said that they, uh, they have to sign a guarantee that they will not talk about the politics in any circumstance, right? Okay, but there's this actor who was able to bypass this restriction imposed by the military junta. He is very much adored by the young female fans, not just in Myanmar, but also in other Southeast Asia countries. And he was quite active in the initial stage of the Spring Revolution, right? So he got arrested and later he got released. So when he was released, we felt ha happy for him. Uh, and people did not blame him for not talking about politics because uh, we assumed that there will be uh, some sort of guarantee they have to sign with the military junta, right? Um, so people didn't say anything. They just let him do his thing. Um, and yeah, of course, people still support his uh, future work, right? I mean, uh, uh, his work after he got released. However, the breaking point came when he was seen with the members of military junta at one of their dungeon stage. He was smiling all ears with member of the military junta and their accomplice. People felt betray. So people started boycotting his other projects. Mind you, he is one of the brand ambassador of Samsung Mobile in Myanmar. 
people from Myanmar went to Samsung Facebook page, Samsung Global Facebook page, and expressed their anger. They were saying they were they demand Samsung to drop him off as the brand ambassador, and they demand Samsung to stop working with him. Allegedly, allegedly, it is said that he was there at the danger stage, so he could get his trouble permit. Yeah. Well, he's not alone in this situation. He had two other. Celebrity friend who switched side just like him, but probably in a worse condition. So these two hip hop artists were in Thailand, but then they decided to go back to the country. So allegedly, they had to sign a guarantee that they will not be doing anything related to democracy revolution, and they were also forced to release a song that basically bash the Spring Revolution. The song is basically about how they had a like escape. Uh, during the Spring Revolution, and how they were treated poorly uh, while they are in abroad, and how difficult it was to make a living in another country, and they don't feel like it is meaningful to sacrifice people's lives for this revolution. I mean, first of all. You guys escaped to the second country with the hope of something. I don't know. I mean, you you were involved in the revolution, so you got chased down, and you escaped. Uh, not just you. There are many people uh, that follow the same routes, right? Um, and I mean. We are in this together. You are not the only one who is, uh, who had difficulty to make a living in another country. Everyone uh, that is in the second country have a hard time, right? Um, so I don't, I don't think it is just fair to say that. Anyway. Just because you want to go back and make easy money in that country, you're turning a blind eye uh, on the military hunters' wrongdoing, and there are human rights abuses, and you chose to turn a blind eye to their most recent massacre. And you guys were there together, smiling all ears, together with the military hunter. And basically, you got 
backlash for what you did. Anyway, uh, so there's a petition on change.org to remove that particular actor and that one rapper as the brand ambassador from of Samsung. If you like to sign it, please uh, check the description box. I'll include the link. So we have talked about the two groups of celebrity. The hunter celebrity who love exploiting the people and love to collude with the military hunter. And the second one, uh, the buffoonery who switched side. So we have one more group to talk about, which is the people's celebrity. They were with the people since the beginning of the revolutions and they are still with the people up until now. And they are still very active. And recently, a handful of these celebrity who are part of the people celebrity, uh, they, they created the anti-hunter Dinjang campaign, encouraging uh, the people not to celebrate this year Dinjang, which is organized by the military dictatorship. Uh, the performance was produced by PVTV, uh, which is under the National Unity Government. And it was performed by four well-known female actors, Chitu Wei, Bai Piu Tu, Mian Nin Ji and Mian No E. And the performance was directed by Kopak, which is also a well-known Myanmar director. I will link their anti-hunter Dinjan performance in the description box below. Please check their stirring performance, guaranteed to feel the pain of Myanmar people from their bone. And there's a very short poem at the beginning of their performance that stuck with me until now. Allow me to read it out in Burmese first and then give me my version of translation to that poem. Here it goes. Ana Yemu Meksa Yuja The Jamasi Baluni Yui Ata Uma the yo piauke chito de jan ain pian yubo keke janta kayi langu and tu piaku ataku. The direct translation of this couplet poem would be Because of this power hungry devilish person, in this case, hunter chief Min online. The Indra God is not coming down to art this new year, and the meaning and characteristic of Dinjan is lost. We couldn't even put the flower pot to welcome the new year like we used to. For us to bring back our beloved tradition, Dinjan New Year celebration, 
A very difficult road is up ahead, and we have to endure the pain and hardship along the way. Until then, this is anti-thinjam for all of us. I think this poem really resonate with millions of Myanmar citizens as of now, especially the young people who joined the public defense forces. They had joined people defense forces with the ambition to reclaim uh, the people's power. Uh, back to the people, in other words, uh, to reclaim the democracy back to uh, the Myanmar citizen. It wouldn't be a road that is filled with flower and cover in green grasses. Um, with the recent uh, incident happened before Tianjin, this performance touched majority of Myanmar citizens' heart. It received a collective view of over 2 million across various platforms. In the period of 10 days after posting it, I'd like to thank these celebrities, artists, and organizations uh, for being committed to their belief and standing together with the people. And I like to take this opportunity to pay homage to our fallen hero, Seattle, who once was a celebrity, but then turned into the politician. Seattle is well known for being a member of our hip hop pioneer group Acid, under the name Nitrate Acid. He rose to fame with their debut album, The Beginning, in 2000. In 2007, during the Sufferin' Revolution, he founded the Generation Wave, together with three others, to begin his activism against the military dictatorship. One of the well-known campaigns run by Ziato is the CNG Bumper Campaign. CNG usually stands for compressed natural gas, but in this case, it is for change new government. So because of his activism, he got arrested in March 2008. Before he was sentenced to jail, this is what he had to say to the press. I feel sad but not because of my imprisonment. I feel sad for the future of our country and people when I think about these facts. This what came from my heart. I wish to say to people, have the courage to reject the things you don't like. And even if you don't dare to openly support the right thing, don't support the wrong thing. He was released from jail on May 2011, and in 2012, his political career began. Uh, from 2012 to 2021, he was a member of uh, Myanmar parliament. 
and he is also a member of National League for Democracy. I've met him a couple of times during his political career, and I could say that he is one of the most humble uh, human being that I have ever met. On top of that, he is very articulate uh, and good at presenting uh, his point of view, even his, even if his view are different from the other. In my opinion, he is a very good public speaker and he is a good asset in Myanmar national politics. And it is a huge loss for us. He was arrested in November 2021 and he became one of the four political prisoners to be executed. Uh, this is an act which has not been done for a very long time. And according to BBC Burmese, there was only one person to be executed for political reason, and that was back in 1976. Zia though, you will always be in our heart. And you will be our hero. I like to end this episode with what uh, Pai Piu Tu said. She is a very well-known female actor in Myanmar, and she is still with the people, and she is not one of those buffoonery who like to switch aside. So this is what she said to herself when she thinks about do I want to go back? So this is what she has to say. Do you mean I have to admit that I made the mistake because I follow my heart? And I would be able to go back home and live in the comfort of if I signed the guarantee that I would not do such things again so I could get back to my artistry project? Some are already dead. Some are already in jail. Some have to drop everything and hold the firearms in their hand. These people cannot go back. They are separated from their family. They did not get to do the job that they love. How could I face these people if I decided to go back? I'll just take the title of a loser, but please, don't let me become a betrayer. I will not go back unless we win this revolution.